All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 31st edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Big Marcel. What's up, man? Hi, what's up, man? All good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So are you going to freak out again today? Because yesterday you were, you were pretty pumped up, man. Yeah, man. Who knows? It's not uh, it's not uh, what I expect, but uh, man, who knows? You can't. Uh, I can't predict the future, right? Yep. No, I know for sure. All right, so we have a good show for you guys today. We're going to preview UFC thir- uh, Vegas 36. Derek Brunson versus Darren Till. That's right, Marcel, because Brunson is a <laughs> higher-ranked fighter, as you reminded me. So we're previewing yeah. that card for you guys. And then there's Dana White's Contender Series starts again tonight. So looking forward to that. We'll preview that card as well. Not as in-depth, obviously, as the UFC card, but uh, we will talk about that card, Marcel. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I might as well just get right into it. So I'll set up the card right now. UFC Vegas 36. Just, but while I set it up, Marcel, just your overall thoughts on this card. What do you think of it? I mean, we got to be honest, man. It's been pretty downgraded. You know, you had uh, you had fights on it like um, Paul Craig against Alexander Gustafson. Mm-hmm. You had Jack Shore against Saeed Nurmagomedov. You had Anka Live against Ozdemir. Alex Perez against Matt Schnell. So it's pretty downgraded, to be really honest, man. It's still a good, I mean, it's it's an okay fight night card, you know, but 10 fights, I mean, let's hope nothing happens anymore this week because uh, 10 is a little bit less, but, uh, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. I mean, there are still some some good fights on the card, still some fun prospects on it. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it still, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's still 10 fights left, and let's just get rid of them. So we'll start with the uh, first fight of the night. It's always guys that work our way to the top. And the first fight in the card, Jonathan Martinez takes on Marcelo Rojo. And the odds for this one, Marcel, Jonathan Martinez, minus 165, Marcelo Rojo, plus 145. We got Glenn in the chat. What's going on, Glenn? And he's asking how many more fights will get canceled. I hope none, man. I mean, realistically, maybe one of them. I mean, who knows? Like COVID, obviously, and visa issues. But looks like the visa issues are not going to be an issue. It's going to be just COVID tests, I think, or injuries. Anyways, let's get, let's get into this fight, Marcel. Jonathan Martinez, Marcelo Rojo, what do you think? Yeah, Marcelo Rojo, first of all, beautiful first name, gotta say. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have to say. Is, it your, is that your uh, full name, by the way? Is it Marcelo? No, my, mine is just Marcel. Marcel, oh, okay. and not, not, nothing else. I don't have a second, third, or fourth name. It's just Marcel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I really like Marcelo Rojo, man. He's, he's a, I think he's a good fighter. He came from Combate, where he, where he was very solid. And, and yes, yes, that we had, uh, has that, why do you say that? Fellow, fellow. Fellow Siraptor, uh, when he wins, I, I don't know how you yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 his little uh, move, he goes like this, kind of like that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny jokes. Uh, he's, yeah, it's interesting. Go ahead. And an amazing fight against uh, Charles Jourdain last time in this, uh, in, in his uh, first, uh, <laughs> I saw the comment, yeah, in, in the in first, uh, in his first debut in the UFC. Uh, should have got fight of the night, both guys, and uh, that event didn't get it, but uh, mm-hmm. that was an amazing fight. And I find it Jonathan Martinez. If you look at Jonathan Martinez, man, he he was on a good good streak, man. I, I honestly think he defeated Ewell. It should have been yeah. on a five fight win streak, and then he got uh, he got slapped by Davy Grant. Um, so the thing is, I think this is a much closer fight than many people think. You know, I think uh, Jonathan Martinez uh, is is here the favorite, and he should be the favorite. But Marcelo Rojo, you can't underestimate the dude, man. I think he's legit. He's a good fighter. Uh, he's now fighting at one thirty five, so he's going down a weight class uh, for for this fight. I know his first fight in UFC was at one forty five, but that was a short notice fight, I think, against Charles Jourdain. Um, you know. 
the, the safe pick here is Jonathan Martinez, but I feel like that Marcelo Rojo is, how do you guys say that, a live dog in this one, you know? So, um, man, I, I'm really, really uh, not sure who I'm going to pick here, man. I Like I said, the, I, I'm going to keep myself from a pick here at this moment. I'm going to say Jonathan Martinez is the likely pick if you want to play it safe, but if you want to take a little bit of a gamble, for sure, go with Marcelo Rojo, man. I, I think he, he can definitely do it, man. He has talent. He's a good fighter. So I'm I'm not really sure yet. So uh, I'm not going to give you my pick for this one, man. I've got to be honest. <laughs> That's fair. So you're leaning a little to, more like towards Rojo, if anything. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like similar to you, Marcelo. I think this fight's pretty close. You know, Martinez is a guy that I'm so high on. But, man, seeing get KO'd like that against Dave Grant it was just tough to watch. And then, you know, People forget the fight with Andre Sukumtal, man. He got he got dropped twice in that fight too. Um, so as good as he looked during his streak, like he looked really good, especially against Frankie Sands in that fight. It looked amazing. When he loses, he looks pretty bad, man. So it's just hard to trust him right now. I find like I know what you're saying. I kind of agree. It's like the quote unquote safer pick of the two guys, just because Rojo he got knocked out in his UFC debut as well against Jordan, and he has a lot of losses in his career, obviously too. But I do think the guy is, you know, there's a lot to like about him too, man. He's a very aggressive guy, very aggressive fighter. Um, and he's got some knock power. We've seen him knock some guys out in brutal fashion. He's got a lot of experience too. So I, I kind of agree with you, Mar Marcel, in that he's a live dog for sure. My lean is going to be towards Jonathan Martinez. He's more proven in the UFC. And I think, you know, if he fights a little smarter and more defensively responsible than the last fight, he can win. But again, you know, Marcel Rowe is one of those guys. He's like David Grant. He can drag you into one of those, like, brawls. And he could knock this guy out. So I find it hard to try the back Jonathan Martinez right now. What are you going to say? I'm not going to lie, man. This is a fire fight to start of the night. I mean, this this yeah. should have been higher on the card. I really like this fight, man. I think this is a very good fight. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a fun fight. Two strikers uh, from what I've yeah. seen. So I think it's going to be a stand-up war. And we'll just see. Like, I think Martinez will play a little bit more safe than he did in his last fight. And I think Rojo was going to just do the same thing as he always does. And he might get the knockout, but I don't think I could bank on it. So I'll take Martinez by decision, but... Or maybe by knockout even, because Roe is very aggressive. He leaves himself open. We'll see. It should be a good fight, though, guys. It's going to be an excellent, excellent fight to kick off the car, I think. Now, this next one's kind of interesting. We got Dalcha Lugia against Marc-Andre Barrio, the Canadian, at 185 pounds, Marcel. And the odds for this one, we have Marc-Andre Barrio, minus 155, Dalcha Lugia plus 135. So what are you thinking in that one? We got Alex in the chat. What's up, man? How's it going? What are you thinking in this one, Marcel? <sighs> this is a fight like... I'm not really pumped for this one at all, to be really honest. I know I know a lot of you Canadians are really high on Marc-Andre Barrio. I always hear James Lynch as well. He's very high on Marc-Andre Barrio. You, you kind of as well. I know you picked him this last fight against mm -hmm. Zaitar. I really don't see it, to be really honest, man. I think he, he's he's not bad. You know, he's not bad, but I, I he, he doesn't... He doesn't show me anything. It's like, yes, you know what I mean? But And that's also with Dalcha, to be really honest, man. I, I mean... He came in the UFC, he defeated Dequan Townsend, but that was a fight he should, was supposed to win, I think. He lost to Ankalaev, which can happen. I think Ankalaev is probably top 10, if not maybe top 5 in the division, but we will see that later. And then he won against Marcus Perez. He, he, he dropped the weight class to, to 185. Um, so, for me here, it's like I, I have a really bad read on this fight, man, to be really honest. I think uh, Dolce can knock out Mark Andre Barrio out, but but we saw last time, man, his, his cardio was good for Mark Andre Barrio, and Abu Azaita's cardio was sucked. Let's be honest. And um, if Mark Andre Mark, Mark Andre Barrio 
can uh, make sure he doesn't get knocked out in the first round. I see him taking a decision. So this is probably my first time I'm going with the Canadian here. So I'm taking Marc-Andre Barrio for a decision. Glenn said for the last fight, by the way, he, he's pointing out that only three of Rowe's fights got the distance, worth the bet in the fight, not going the distance, possibly. I mean, you know, the guy's definitely durable. That last fight was, I think it stopped the last three seconds. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would, you know, there's probably a good chance that fight does end inside the distance, especially in a smaller cage where, there's a slightly higher chance of a fight ending inside the distance. All right. So I I actually kind of feel the same way about with you on this fight. You know, I think Delta is actually a pretty good fighter, Marcel. I, I really do. Um, by the way, his age is listed wrong on top all you guys. He's, it says he's 36 there. He's 34. Um, according to UFC oh, stats. Oh, pardon? Delta. Yeah, he's 34. He's I'm, not 36. I'm, so I'm not saying you said anything, but I'm just saying top I'm gonna is wrong. I'm going to change that right now. Yeah, yeah. He's 34. So... That is wrong. He's born eighty-seven, uh, so he's a year, year older than me. You know, just let's not let's not say the guy's thirty-six if he's not. You know what I mean? Like that's a big difference. <laughs> I would say he's a he's a pretty good fighter, man. I mean, he's got that judo base, right, Marcel? Like that's the thing. He has a good wrestling base, and he's got vicious mm-hmm. power. We saw it a few times now. Daquan Townsend, Alan Bedeau in an EFC, but this guy really fades as the fight goes on, Marcel. That fight with Marcus Perez, he lost the third round, and that fight was exhausted in that third round. He did win the first two rounds. But just exhausting. Mark Perez is not in the UFC anymore, guys. Um, against Magomed Ankalov, he barely threw the strikes. It was it was hard to watch that fight. What do you say? Refresh the page. Refresh the page for what page? Tabology? Dolce. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Thank you for fixing it, Marcel. Um, <laughs> sure. There you go. You got the moderator. I'll, I'll t- you know what, Marcel? If I see some more mistakes on there, I'll let you know because I saw some uh, just like not really mistakes, but sometimes I'll see a fight that doesn't have a method of finish that I've seen somewhere on YouTube or something. I'll, I'll let you know. Anyways, nice talking man. about th- this fight, yeah. You know, the Mechamet ankle eye fight, like, it's not a bad thing to lose that guy, but he didn't do anything in that fight, Marcel. He just stood there, basically. Um, and I don't know why he was doing that. So it was it was kind of weird. And One second. You guys are asking about the age. Let me let me just make sure I'm not crazy here, because I'm pretty sure it was uh, uh, 30, 34. Let's see. Yeah. UFC stats. Unless they've changed it again, like, overnight or something. Oh, and, it's it's there. I'll just check. Oh, it is. It is. It's fixed. Yeah, so Sherlock has to fix that, too. Um, anyways, the guy's not bad, but you know, the cardio is just such a concern for me. That's the problem, Marcel. I think if he, I'm, I'm with you, if he, if he could knock Oberio possibly, but Barrio's never been knocked out. He's got a great chin. That's the thing. This is a hard matchup, I think. Um, I do think Barrio, I think Lingam Bullet looks a lot better at middleweight. He's training with Mark, uh, Francis Sagano and those guys, Dewey Cooper and those guys in Extreme Couture. I think that was a great move for him to go to the United States, train in Vegas. Um, but Barrio's at Sanford. Barrio's at an amazing gym in Sanford. I, I think Dario is going to weather the storm and win either in the third round by TKO, ground and pound, or um, just you know gets him to the ground and, and chokes him out maybe, or or goes the distance. But I, I'm leaning towards Barrio because of the cardio, Marcel. I think that's the biggest difference between these guys because I do think Daltra on paper actually is not an, it's not a, it's not an easy fight for Barrio, but the cardio is just it's just not there for this guy. Uh, I do think he'll gas out and Barrio pushes such a high pace, especially training Sanford now. He looked amazing in the last fight. I, I have to go with Dario Marcel. Hey, John, what's up, man? He says, if the same barrier to fight Azatar shows up, I can see him winning the third. Me too. You know, he took some good shots from Azatar and didn't fall down. Like, he's got a good chin. And again, he did lose three straight fights, but, you know, lost to Jocko, who's a good fighter. Lost to Park, who's a good fighter. And Sanchez is kind of like, you know, he's he's up and down. So I, I don't think it was, I don't think his losing streak was that bad. And he's looked pretty good lately. That's my you thoughts on this bar- one. But I, you pick Barrio? You know, I, I will, pardon? What did you say? You, you pick Barrio, right? Yeah, I'll pick Barrio. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the yeah, next I fight mean- here. 
I, oh, I go ahead. Uh, the one, the, the, the first time you're going to pick against Barrio, I'm going to make my UFC no, 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 Flyway I, debut. <laughs> I have. No, trust me, I have. Like, I didn't pick them against, uh, I don't like against, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jocko, for instance. <laughs> that was a close okay. one. Yeah, but that's what I picked against him. You know, listen, Marcel, there's not a lot to get hyped up around in Canada these days, them may. Although the next guy, <laughs> the next guy we'll talk about is Canadian as well, ironically. And Charles Jourdain, who's probably one of the more exciting guys right now from Canada. Thanks on Julian Rosa here. We filled it on short notice, Marcel. And right now we have Charles Jourdain, uh, minus 175 favorite, plus 155 for Julian Rosa. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to this one, man? Yeah, man, it's a catchweight fight, right? It's a short notice fight for Julian Rosa. So at 150. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, let's, let's say it in a nice way. Ch Ch Charles R. Jourdain is uh, fighting Julian uh, Rosa. I mean, Jordan is uh, is a, I, I really like him, man. And I know there was a lot of uh, stuff to do when he came in the UFC. People were like, he's he's not really proven. He's not that great. There are better uh, can, uh, Canadian fighters. But I mean, I really like watching him fight, man. I think his uh, his breakthrough fight was against Du Hu Choi in 2019 in uh, Korea and Busan, where he where he uh, won. And people were like, wow, okay, he he is actually. Uh, he, he can win against good opponent, although Duhu Choi hasn't shown as of lately a lot, you know. But but still, you know, Duhu Choi uh, uh, fought himself like uh, as a well-known fighter. So, um, I mean, Jordan, he got a draw against Koulibao in a fight I think he won, to be really honest. Yeah. A, a close play decision against Andre Feely. And uh, a good win against Marcelo Rojo, like, like we, what we talked uh, in, in the on the first fight, you know. That was, a, in my opinion, what would have been the fight of the night. If you look at Julian Arosa, uh, he had a nice two-fight win streak in the UFC when it came back against Woodson, where he was losing until he got that choke. Uh, Nate Landwehr, he he pretty much he destroyed him within a minute, man. That was uh, super impressive. Then he lost to Sung Hoo Choi. It's like, um, is there a factor that is at a catch weight of 150? Probably? Yes, I was just about to you mention know? that because of the short notice. It's at 150, guys. I, I said featherweight. Yeah. I'm wrong. It's 140, 150, not 145. Yeah, it's probably. I would say yes. Normally, the Rosa is probably bigger than Jordan, but I mean, Jordan is a more has more quality as a fighter. I think you know. I really like how Jordan fights, and uh, I see Jordan and Rosa making this a pretty fun uh, fun fight, to be honest. And I think it will be a decision win, but I think Jordan will probably uh, get at least two of the three rounds. And I'm taking uh, Charles Jordan here. Let's get some comments here. We've got Ak here. Greetings from Germany. First time here. Appreciate a lot of your work on Twitter, Marcel. Hey, what's up, man? Glad you're here, Thanks, man. man. We've got your boy uh, David Zawada uh, later on in the car. We'll talk about his fight. Jose, what's up, man? He says, Lucas uh, Breski's fighting on September 14th. His comment, team commented on Instagram. Yeah, so that fight with Dylan Potter has been rescheduled. I think it was uh, COVID. He's saying Dalton's yeah. a specimen. He is, but when he only throws... I forgot to mention this, but it was a number I wrote down. Daltra only throws 1.85 significant strikes per minute, or he only lands that many. Mark Andre Biro lands 5.36. That's a big difference in volume, guys. Like, that's another thing I forgot to mention. So, again, you know, he can land that death shot for sure because he has power, but if he does, he's going to get out cardio and out volumed. He's picking Jordan by decision. I, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys on this one. I like Jordan in this fight. You know, for me, Julian Rosa has never been a guy that I've been too high on, Marcel, honestly. Like, he has looked good at times in the UFC, like when he fought Nate Lambert, locks him flying year. Sean Woodson came back and won with the dark stroke, but. It's a guy that we've seen get finished many times in his career in the UFC. A guy that, to me, is like borderline UFC caliber. Um, I think it should be an exciting fight for as long as it lasts, but I think Jordan wins this fight. And honestly, I think he might even finish this fight, man. Um, the guy has some power, as we saw against uh, Choi and Rojo. 
And I mean, if you look at his, his wins, Marcel, almost all of Jordan's wins are inside the distance. So if he wins mm-hmm. this fight, it's probably going to be by stoppage, guys. I do think he can knock out Rosa. Rosa is a lot taller and longer. That is something to keep in mind. Um, so maybe it's going to be a little bit more tricky, I guess, on the feet for Jordan than it than otherwise would be. But I just think he's the better fighter, Marcel. I really do. And again, Rosa's a guy I like to fade. It, it generally pays off. He doesn't win that many fights in the UFC. Give me Charles Jordan, but I'm going to take him by knockout in this fight, Marcel. I think you knock out Jillian Rosa. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. This one's interesting, too. We got Jack Shore, a guy who, like, I think we're both extremely high on. And then we got Ludwig uh, Shalinian, who I think is a good prospect, man. This is an interesting fight, guys, honestly, because you look at the odds, and it says it's a wash because it's minus 470 for, for Jack Shore, plus 375 for Ludwig. But I think Ludwig's a decent fighter. And, you know, if it's it's just tough to pick against Jack Shore. He's such an amazing prospect. But I think Ludwig is, like, a pretty solid fighter in his own right. What do you think, Marcel? I like Ludwig from what I saw in the in the in the Ultimate Fighter. You know, he's yep. he's a good fighter. I think. Yeah. Thing is, man, if you look at the who he fought before, probably his his best win is against <laughs> Yuma Horiuchi and Vince Cachero, and both are split decisions. I, I, wait, um, well, I'm just about to say this: if you yeah. look at his topology, literally, like almost every guy he's beaten is a pro, not an Ultimate Fighter, because he fought tough guys in the house. They were all like zero and zero, Marcel. They're all a bunch of scrubs that we've never heard of, right? So. The, the level of competition that has not been there for this guy whatsoever. What are you gonna say? On the other side, I agree with you. On the other side, it doesn't doesn't always make a case of being not a good or, or, or a great becoming a great fighter. I remember mm-hmm. when uh, when Nasrat Hakpara signed with UFC, there were media members on Twitter like, "How can UFC sign this kid? He's fighting 0 and 2, 1 and 8 guys, 0 and 3, and now he's like." Uh, between top 15 top 20 probably you know right now so he he's doing well and he's he's getting a big shot uh, at, at, at the next card against dan hooker so i mean you never know how it goes if you look at jack shore i mean i've been super impressed by him i was already at cage warriors um i still feel embarrassed that i was at the media media room and in, in, uh, in antwerp or where was it in brussels and he was next to me and i didn't saw it on time <laughs> really stupid um He's a good fighter, man. I really like him. I think he is uh, really solid on the ground. I think that's where, where he's the strongest part. Uh, I also like his stand-up. I think in, in the Hunter Asher fight last time out, we saw that he, that he is really good, man, and that he can uh, they can compete with these guys, man, and that he's not just a guy from... You see many times guys coming from Europe and don't do really well in, in the U.S., you know, and I think Shaw is a guy who, who can go pretty far in the UFC. Uh, unfortunate for him, Saitner Magomedov uh, had to had to pull out with visa issues. Then Lazishvili, who is the LFA champion, had to pull out due to an injury. Now he's getting Ludwig Shulinian. He should he should win against Shulinian. There is nothing much to say, you know. No disrespect to Shulinian. This is a short notice fight for him. This is against one of the biggest prospects in the UFC, in my opinion. And uh, he gets fat. He got Shalinian pretty much got fat to a, to a high prospect in the UFC at this moment. And for Shalinian, there's a huge chance to uh, to still get in the UFC. So, of course, he took the, the opportunity. Um, sure, should win this one. Will he finish him? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm going with a unanimous decision. I don't think Jack Sure will take too many risks against a guy who is pretty unknown for him, I think, to be really honest. And uh, Shalinian, um, it's a good fighter, but this is a little bit of a, a step too much, in my opinion, at this moment. Yeah, and Clint, to answer your question, as you answer yourself, because he was on Toffin, there's a short notice fight here for him. Like Marcel said, Saeed Nurmagomedov fell out. And Beck saying, uh, look at the stats of Khabib's board. It's very similar, a lot of O-O guys, right? But he started, that was like for the first five fights. Then he started fighting some guys with 
decent records. I, I do think Shalini's not a bad fighter though, because we saw him on the on the uh, on t- uh, Ultimate Fighter Marcel. Like he hung in there sure. with some really yeah. good fighters on that show. Like I think he's decent. I think the wine's a little excessive, guys. Honestly, and I, I say this is a massive fan of Jack Shore. I've been on this guy in all his fights in the UFC so far, and he's, he's made me some good money. I mean, the guy, you know, especially when he submits guys, he looks amazing, right? Like to me, it's like this guy is one of the best prospects. Is this the guy he's going to lose to? I don't think so. You know what I mean, Marcel? But I do think Ludwig in general is not a bad fighter. I think he can win some fights at the UFC. I just don't think this is a good fight for him against a guy in Jack Short. Marcel, he he lands 5.52 takedowns per 50 minutes. That's incredible. Like, that's a lot of takedowns, guys. And Ludwig, he's Ludwig's actually a good wrestler, too. That's the thing. But I don't think he's a good enough wrestler to, to thwart off all these takedowns from Jack Shore. Jack Shore gets everyone's back at some point, Marcel. You know what I mean? Like, He'll probably get this guy's back at some point. I don't know if they'll choke him out, but he'll probably get his back and, and get position on this guy. So I'm going to take Jack Shore. Don't get me wrong. Take me. I'm just saying I feel like the line at minus almost 500. That's a little disrespectful towards Shalini. And, and I think it's just because everyone's so high on Jack Shore, and I understand that. But this guy is not a bad fighter, and we've seen a lot of upsets lately, guys. So don't just don't just completely write this dude off because you haven't heard of him. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, there's been a lot of upsets lately, guys, in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this will be one, but... <laughs> After Meridov lost last week to Mirshar, who knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next fight. Gian Kim against Molly McCann, women's 125. And this fight, pick a, a Marcel, minus 110 odds each. So pick your winner in this one, Marcel. <laughs> Such a tough fight, man. I, I know many people will say Molly McCann will win the fight, but, I mean, I'm not even sure. You know, I really like Molly McCann. She's she's awesome. You know, I really like her. Um, but got to be honest, man, last two fights – didn't look that great in my opinion. The Taylor Santos. I, I honestly was thinking like, man, Molly McCann can win this against Taylor Santos because I had still the Taylor Santos in my mind who fought against Mara Romero Barella. And that was apparently Taylor Santos' twin sister. Um, so um, that was a joke, Adam. Doesn't uh, hurt you to crack a smile. Um, so uh, she, she lost two in a row, like we said. Um, before that, won three in a row in the UFC. Uh, did, did look did look okay in those fights. I think against Belbeat, their first round didn't look that great, but uh, she she took it back in the second and third round. If you look at Jiyoun Kim, man, Jiyoun Kim is kind of an underrated fighter in the UFC, in my opinion. You know, she uh, she is really like like I pretty much said with JJ Aldridge yesterday. Nobody really takes notice of of both of those girls because they are like not really uh, how do you say that? Uh, not really loud. They they don't say a lot. You know, you don't see them often. But they are not bad. You saw against Alexa Grasso, she lost that fight, but didn't look that bad in my opinion. Um, she, I gotta be really honest, man. The Justin Keys fight, she won that split decision in my opinion. She didn't win that fight. But um, overall, this is a very close fight, and I, I 100% agree with the odds. I have a really hard, really hard time to pick here. But my gut feeling says that Jiyoung Kim gonna win the fight, man. I don't know why, but I really have the feeling she's gonna win the fight, and I hope. Uh, that is a good fight, and I really don't mind who wins. Don't get me wrong. I really like Molly McCann, like I said, but I really have a feeling Ji Young Kim going to win the fight somehow. Close fight, split decision, either way, will be really close, I think. Yeah, I think it's I think it's competitive for sure. I mean, the odds indicate that, but I, I lean towards Kim as well, Marcel. There's a few reasons. Number one, 10-inch reach advantage. That's massive, guys, 10 inches. So Molly McCann's going to have to get inside that reach to land shots. And you know what? Molly McCann is definitely an aggressive fighter that moves forward, but that's a lot of reach to get inside of Marcel. 10 inches. She's also three inches taller, uh, Kim, which I like. And I think Kim is the cleaner striker. I really do. I think she's the more technical striker. Um, 
I just would like to see her throw more volume. Some, some of her fights, she's a little bit inactive in her fights. But when she looks good, like against Nadia Kassam, guys, with that body shot knockout, she looks really good. Um, you know, Molly McCann has had a nice run overall. I mean, not nice. It's 3-3, three and three, but at one point had a 3-1 and one record, right? But, you mm-hmm. know, Marcel, she looks like she's on a decline to me, to be honest with you. She's looked terrible the last two fights. Um, yeah, she was fighting grapplers, but she was completely dominated. Laura Procopio, who she just lost to, is not – I don't think she's in the UFC anymore. She was recently released by the UFC. Yeah, she, so, she, yeah. yeah. And Tyler Santos, that's not a bad loss. I'm just saying, like, it's weird because McCann can be dominating fights with, on the ground, but she can also look pretty good with the wrestling, too, against, you know, fighters like Lipsky and Belbina, who wasn't good back then. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a close fight just because McCann is so aggressive. If this fight was in England, I might have leaned towards McCann. It was supposed to be in England. Because in a close fight, Marcel, I think the crowd could have swayed her to her, but we don't well, have you, to you think got, about the crowd now in, in Apex, guys. I was thinking about you got that, Go ahead. You got that this big decision. No disrespect. You might have, like, against Matt Hamill. I know, I know. Exactly, right? Um, and we've seen that a few times. I think that, that could have happened. I probably would have stayed away. But in the Apex, don't have the crowd noise, just, just the fight. In yeah. a close fight, I would, I would lean towards the cleaner striker, and, and I'm going to lean towards Kim. So I'm with you, Marcel. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Um, and by the way, I was thinking about that the other day too, just in, in general about fights always really only being in neutral territory. Now, it does make the fights harder to pick because, you know, when the fights are in someone's country and it's a close fight, you would lean towards that fighter a lot of the time. Yeah, right? you know, so, yeah. so, like, now it's always in neutral Remember, territory. It makes I feel like that is one of the reasons the fights get harder to pick. There's Remember no doubt Thiago, the fights are harder to pick now, guys. It's Remember Tiago Alves, Max Griffin. Yeah, I mean, that was terrible, t- terrible decision. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that one. All right. <laughs> We got to talk about this guy. I know you're not going to be happy to talk about him, Marcel, but your boy, Patty Pimblett against Luigi Vendramini. This is the fight here, Marcel. Patty Pimblett, minus 140. Luigi Vendramini, plus 120. Give me your thoughts on this one. And try not, I, I know you're, you know, obviously <laughs> the guy and you have, have butted heads a little bit on Twitter, but I, I know you could break down the fight from a, a neutral uh, factor, a neutral view, Marcel. So please go ahead and do that if you can. <laughs> Of course. Uh, I mean, Luigi, let's start by Luigi Van Romini. Luigi Van Romini, he came in the UFC on short notice. I remember against Eliseo Zaleski de Santos, was at welterweight, got knocked out with a flying knee in the second round. Didn't look bad in the first round, I mm-hmm. think. Um, then he fought Jacin Ayari. He won that fight in a fight he shoot one. Uh, I saw Jacin Ayari's debut in Hamburg years ago. I think he, he fought uh, a guy from England, a uh, bold guy, a uh, Wallhead, Jim Wallhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually lost that fight but got the win because it was in Hamburg it was his hometown um and then uh, he, he fought Varus Yam last time Luigi and I think he, he won the third round pretty decisively but he lost the first two so um yeah now he's fighting Pimlet uh Pimlet coming from Cage Warriors um a pretty popular guy uh, at some regions um he has uh two, he's on a two fight win streak uh, he is a former Cage Warriors champion, uh, where, he, uh, where he also uh, has a win over uh, Julian Arosa. was the featherweight champion that lost to Nat Narimani, went to lightweight, lost to Soren Bach for the also unanimous decision. But Bach is a decent fighter, man, fighting in Bellator right now. Um, like I said, the last two fights, he won against Daki Dalton, against Davido Martinez. Two fights he should win, in my opinion. Um, now fighting Van Vermini. It's like, it's difficult, man, in my opinion. I think Van Vermini is the better stand-up fighter, and uh, Paddy Pimblett likely would get the fight to the ground ASAP. So, um, but Van Vermini is also black belt in the BJJ. So, I mean, will it be easy to submit? I don't know. Um, 
it's it's kind of tough, man. I, I'm not I'm not sold on Luigi, but I'm also not sold on Patty. Um, can go either way, man. Can he beat a Luigi knocking him out, and can be Patty maybe getting the fight to the ground, uh, controlling there, maybe getting a late stoppage submission. Um, my gut feeling, gotta be honest, I think Patty probably wins the submission win in the second round. So there you I'm go, speaking Patty Pundit. So, um, yeah, I mean the guy. I, I wrote an article for Fantasy Fanatics. That's one of the, the apps I, I work for, and uh, I got an article coming out there. And so I was I watched all his fights, um, Cage Warriors and UFC, the ones that are on Fight Pass, anyways, which is like most of his career, I would say. So I think I have a pretty good read on this guy as a fighter. I mean, the guy is definitely good on the ground. He's got a great submission game, Marcel. He's very crafty on the ground. He's very opportunistic. Like if he if he knocks you down, he'll take your back right away and choke you out. Um, and he's he's young, right? He's only twenty six. He's also extremely confident, and obviously that's a good thing in this sport. You know, you think? Yeah, you think he's confident? Yeah, yeah you know, think? Right? A little bit cocky, <laughs> if anything. Um, like I said, his ground game's really good. He has a little bit of power on the feet, not a lot, but a little bit. I just don't, I don't know uh, how how sold I am on his striking. The other thing I'm not sold on is defensive wrestling, man. I, I, he's been wrestled by that near amount. You controlled him for five of the or four of, five of the five rounds, I think. Lost a clear decision in that fight, and then Soren back, who's game in that fight too and yeah these guys are decent fighters but Naramani and Bach are not great fighters and he lost to them um and got wrestled and his cardio looked a little suspect in those fights too so to me yeah this guy has a lot of experience in cage warriors but I'm not completely sold on him right now and I look at Luigi and Luigi is I think a little bit of an underrated fighter guys I really do I look at Luigi Vendramini and you know the first fight in the UFC on short notice a week after his other fight and then gets knocked out of the higher weight class fights as Elijah Zalescu de Santos who was a really good fighter at that point in his career. Um, and won that, yeah, and he won the first round of that fight with his grappling. He's a good grappler too. And then against mm -hmm. Justin Iori, he goes and knocks him out. And then Ferris ZM, the last fight, which was just a few months uh, back in June, loses the first two rounds to a guy who's a very, very hard matchup. He was trying to get him down on the ground. He couldn't do it. And on the feet, ZM has such a big reach advantage. It was just hard for him to win that fight. But you saw in the third round, he finally landed, curved him, and then he controlled that round. I thought it was a draw. Um, I think this guy's a pretty decent fighter. He's training at Factory X now. He's training at a really good gym. I'm going to take the upside, Marcel. I'm going to go with Luigi Vendramini in this fight. Um, I think Plimblet's a good grappler, guys, but I'm not sold in his overall game. And for what I've seen, he's beatable. Um, and I, Luigi's obviously beatable because he's lost two, but I think he's I think he's a decent fighter. And you know what, guys? He's only 25. He's actually the younger guy in this fight. He has the UFC experience. We're going with Luigi Vendramini, Marcel. And uh, I, I'm, actually, uh, I, I'm surprised you picked Patty. I'm glad you, you weren't biased in your pick, though. I will say that, Marcel, but for me, I think Luigi's a slightly better fighter right now. I could be wrong, though. We'll see. I mean, Patty's yeah. definitely – he's got the confidence, I'll say that. What are you going to say? The only thing I want to add to that, I hope I go 9-1 with picks. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> I want to add. Yeah. We get these comments, guys. Daniel says, I'll edge Kim. Sorry, the last fight. He says he likes Kim. And then Glenn said for this fight, Pimblet's furthest flight from home is London. Expecting to struggle with jet lag and travel, hoping he loses bad. We'll see what happens. I mean – it should be a, a close – I think it's a really close fight. The odds seem right. I, I definitely understand Pimba being favored. I think he should be favored because of the hype and everything. But I, I think Benjamin is a slightly better fighter right now. We'll see, though. Like I said, I'm also not sure, man. It's like kind of a 50-50 conflict to me. Yeah, where, it, where it's, it's a, go, it's a close know? fight. It's a close fight, guys. Jose says, do you know who else was an option to fight Aspen on Saturday? I think they just picked Spivak because he's training with uh, Pavlovich. They're training partners. They just were like, hey, can you fight? That's, I think that's what happened. They're also training with Volkov. All three of those guys are training together. It's pretty yeah. pretty crazy. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. This is another interesting fight. We have Modestus Bikowskis against Khalil Roundtree at Light Heavyweight. And I want to plug uh, Cole's uh, interviews, by the way, guys, at BJ Penn. He interviewed Modestus. He interviewed Alex Morono, and he interviewed uh, 
uh, Patty, he actually interviewed Patty, even though Patty said, said he didn't like our website to, to Al a few weeks ago, but he did the interview with Cole and it was good. So he says he reminds him of Owen Hart a little bit. He's very, very brash and everything. But again, guys, you gotta, you know, you gotta remember like they're, they're both good fighters. And just because he says he's gonna win doesn't mean he will win. You know what I mean, Marcel? Just because the UFC wants him to win doesn't mean he will win. Anyways, let's talk about this fight. Modeskis, Bukowskis, Khalil Roundtree, very, very competitive fight, I think, in this one too. Minus 155 for Modeskis, plus 135 for Khalil. And I should mention, uh, the odds makers actually opened Roundtree as the favorite. The line flipped very fast. So what do you think, Marcel? We got Modestus as a slight favorite here. Do you think that's accurate or do you think Khalil can win this fight? Yeah, well, it's for sure accurate in my opinion. I mean, Khalil in his last three wins against Paul Craig, Kakansaki, and against Eric Anders looked like a world beater, man. I mean, he really looked good in those fights. And then you go into his losses against Walker. He he got destroyed by Walker against Kutilaba. He, he lost. And against Prognio. That was just another great fight, and Partner won that fight. It was a close fight, got to be honest here. Um, if you look at Modestus Bukowskis, he lost his last two fights, but the last fight against Oleksiejczuk, I had him winning 29-28, you know? Yeah, and, we, um, and you know what? He talked about that with Cole. I mean, all of us, I had a bet on Modestus. Like, that was a bad decision, obviously, but yeah. he's kind of over at this point. He kind of learned from it, which is good to see. Anyways, go ahead, but I, I think yeah. we all thought yeah, I got that fight. Yeah. I got some I got some Polish people pissed on me uh, on Twitter because I think I'm kind of Polish. Well, that's an Indonesian flag. That's not a Polish flag next to my name. So they were like, "You're gonna shit on your own country, man." I was like, "No," <laughs> but okay. Um, I mean, and all respect to Oleksiejczuk, I have nothing against to do, but I'm just being honest. You know, I, right. I don't pick favorites. Even if, if a countryman of mine, the Dutch Dutch guy, is in a close one, I think he loses. I say he loses. I'm just yeah. honest. You know. Um, Modestus, I mean, the crude fight wasn't a good fight for him at that moment. I think crude was way further in his career than Modestus was at that moment. Uh, he looked good against Andreas Michalidis at that really weird stoppage where uh, <laughs> yeah. the cage opened and Michalidis fell back and the ref was, yeah, you can't do any door, it's over. Um, but he looked very solid in cage warriors as well, man. He's also cage warriors, guys. Uh, he's, he's from Lithuania, but he's kind of English, you know. He has a heavy English accent as well. He's, he's living for, in England for a long time now, I think. Um, I mean, Modestus is 27. If you look at Khalil, Khalil is 31, so it's only four years, uh, four years age difference. But I think Modestus is in the in the uh, is on the how do you say that? Is is trying to build his career right now. And for Khalil, I don't really see Khalil making any moves to be to be honest to to the top anymore. And I really like Khalil. I think he's a good guy. I think he's yeah, and that's right. There are some fights, like I said, he looked like a world beater in some of his fights. That Eric Anders fight that was mm -hmm. crazy, man. How we yeah. how good he looked in that fight. Yeah. You know? But gotta be honest, man, I'm going with the youth here. I think Bukaskas has a lot more upside in this fight. And I'm taking Bukaskas to uh to stop uh round three within the, within the distance. So oh. second round TKO. There you go. So I think it's a really interesting fight. I mean, they're, they're both guys who like to stand and bang. That's the thing. Like, Khalil sucks against grapplers. Like, he'll get choked up on any decent grappler, I think. And he did lose his last fight to uh, Pratchett. But, you know, a lot of people thought he won that fight. It was a very, very competitive fight. And I know this, the stats say he should have lost. So it is what it is. But he's, it's not like he got blown out. He did get blown out by Kuta Laba. He got blown out by Johnny Walker. So, you know, it, it's it's scary betting on this guy. But when he looks good, Marcel, he looks amazing. Like you said, like, against Saki, he looked amazing. Call Craig. And Eric Anders. So it's just like which version this guy shows up. He's very flaky. He's a very flaky guy. Because um, when he shows up and looks good and he's in shape, he looks amazing. But when he doesn't show up mentally prepared, he looks terrible in some of these fights. Like very flat. I, you know, Badescus is decent, but, you know, I, I see a lot of holes in his striking, though, Marcel. He's very hittable, this guy, um, in his fights. And he gets cracked in almost all of his fights, guys. So 
even though I find it hard to trust Khalil right now, I actually think this fight kind of favors him stylistically because I think he's the better striker. I think he's the much better striker. So I, I lean towards Khalil, but as a slander doctor, but it's it's a it's definitely a competitive fight. And if Modeskis fights smart and just grapples him, I think he'll win easily. It's just he has he doesn't grapple in his career in the UFC yet. He's only staying in bang with guys and against Khalil, man, a guy who throws nasty kicks and Bukowskis, I was watching some of the fights back again, like doesn't check kicks really guys, good guys. And that's a problem against Khalil, I think. So again, it's 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 hard to really trust Khalil based on how he looks at times, but I think he can win this fight. So I'm gonna go with it's crazy it sounds Marcel after because he's so disappointing. I'm gonna go with Khalil Roundtree, even though the guys is really disappointing to me. Let me get these comments, guys. Glenn's never betting on Roundtree again. I can't believe I can't blame you. Daniel says Khalil put Prasho back on track. Yeah, Prasho looked great in his last fight. Khalil should maybe try his luck in middleweight. Maybe he looks really good, by the way, and in, in, in the photos. But we'll see how he matches up. I think that obviously Modesto's a slightly bigger guy. Gronhart's MMA debut. Who is that, Marcel? Gronhart. Sorry, what was what, the name? Guys asking about oh, Gronhart. Who is that, Jose? Oh, um, oh, uh, like, Brave. Myrtle Grunard is a, is a Dutch kickboxer from Glory, former champion. Oh. He's going to make his MMA debut on October 10th. For Brave or? No, for LFL, Levels 5. Oh, like oh, oh, okay, there you go. Daniel say he's going to edge Patty in the last fight. That's fair enough. Um, Okay, so, yeah, uh, we're kind of split in this one, I guess. Um, we'll go to the next fight here. Alex Morono against David Zawada. Another interesting fight. I think it's a fun fight. Zawada, he had a full camp. Morono has been training, by the way. He's been he's still He's been in camp with... His teammates like Brahamaj and those guys and Turkio. So he's been he's in good shape for this fight. Um, but he came in a short notice, two weeks notice. Keep that in mind. Still the favorite though, Morona's minus 140 and Zawada plus 120. What do you think? The funny thing with Zawada is he's one and three in his UFC career, but in all of his fights, he was competitive. You know, in literally all of his fights, he was competitive. I think the MEF fight was super close. The Danny Robert fight was close. Against Lee Jing Liang, he got stopped in the third round, but that was a good fight, in my opinion. And Abubakar Nurmagomedov was a huge underdog, and he uh, pulled it off. Something I called. I'm still happy with that one <laughs> because I don't call too often uh, upset. So uh, yeah, um, but I really like Sawada. He's a good, he's a good fighter. If you look at Alex Morono, I think Morono is one of the more underrated guys in the division, man. I think he doesn't get the love that he deserves to get. And if you look uh, in his UFC career. Yes, for yes, four losses actually five, but one is a no contest because of pot use of Nico Price. But uh, he got four losses um, against good opponents. Man, he lost Anthony Pettis, he lost to KS Williams, where he got knocked out within 30 seconds against Jordan Mean. But he got some good wins as well, man. And recently he stopped Donald Cerrone in the first round. Uh, got that win against Rich McKee, where McKee had that uh, his bit uh, under the octagon. Remember, when they started to get the search for for to get that uh, the thing out of the mount guard. Um, I mean, I know. I remember when he fought Max Griffin, when he fought Zach Otto and Son Kanan. Many people were on the different, on the other side of the opponents. And I was on on Morono the whole damn time because I think he's solid and mm -hmm. he's good, you know. And uh, he trains with a good camp before his MMA. Um, he's fighting Zawada now, Zawada from the UFD gym in Düsseldorf in Germany. Well, he's training American Top uh, Team now. We should mention that he's in the United States now. He's he's on American Top Team now. Yeah. Oh, Zawada. Yeah, he's on American okay, Top yeah. Team. Yeah, yeah. No, normally a trainer. Now he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He got okay. his visa and yeah. came over. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. Uh, still going with Morono, man. Morono all the way, in my opinion. Fair I'm enough. taking a decision here with Morono. I think that's the that's the more safe pick. I don't see Zawada stopping Morono, and I don't see Morono stopping Zawada. I think it will be a fun fight. Might be fight of the night going yeah. with uh, Morono on this one. No, I love the fight. I think it's a great fight, you know. But here's the thing: like I was all over Morono in the last fight against Cerrone, and 
obviously won really easily in that fight. I'm just, I, yeah. I don't know about this one though. I think this is a, this is a harder fight. I think this is Roni. Even, even though maybe people don't know who Zawada is, he's a very game. That, that's like a, you said. But people look at this record and see one three, and are yeah. like, mm, that's not a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he could be three and one. He really could be. Yeah. Um, the guy's good, man. He's good everywhere. That's the thing. He's he's good everywhere. And again, watch Morona's interview with Cole. It's actually a very good interview. Morona has a high fight IQ. He's like, I've watched tape on this guy. I've watched all his fights in the UFC. He was talking about all the fights he had. Like, Morona's a fight nerd like us guys. Like, he loves watching the fights. So that's cool. And I love hearing that. And the guy is really good. By the way, he said he makes like uh, 100000 to show in 100000 to win, basically, in his fights, Marcel. He's on his fifth UFC contract. Yeah, he's on his fifth contract now. So that's good money for a guy who's not top 15. So a lot of people complain about fighter pain. I think it's justified in a lot of cases. A guy like this, not top 15, making, you know, he said he's going to make half a million dollars this year, guys, for two fights. That is really good for a guy who's not ranked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know, though. I mean, yeah, he's been training and everything, but Zawada's been training for this camp, too. Zawada, I love the fact he went to American Top Team. That's amazing. That's one of the best gyms in the game. Um, and I think this guy is really good and really game. Like, is going to have a hard time, I think, with this guy. He's always doing something in the fight. Like, it's not an easy fight. I'm actually leaning towards Zawada a little bit, Marcel, as an underdog. You know, I think the odds are a little bit off here, guys. i got to be honest. Like, I get Morono had a big win, but... Zawada is good, and I think he's underrated. Um, leaning towards Zawada, maybe maybe a decision. I think it's going to be a close fight, but I think he can edge it out. Be a little bit of a better grappler. Um, you know, a little more control against the fence. Um, and, you know, he's got a little power in the feet, too. Moreau's be the better striker, I would say, but Zawada's game, too, guys. So it's a close fight, Marcel, but I'm leaning towards the underdog. I actually am in this one. Um, let's go to the co-main event, guys. Tom Aspen all against – oh, by the way, we have – Daniel says he likes – uh, great, he likes the great way, but he lost to Pettis. He's gonna take Zawada's too. He did lose to Pettis a couple fights ago. Everyone's forgetting about that. Pettis looks like terrible these days, too. So that's a pretty bad loss, I'd say, at this point. Um, not that Zawada's losses are, are any better, though. I mean, he's got some losses too, but again, competitive in his losses and underrated based on his record. Okay, co main event Tom Aspinall, Sergey Spivak, and Aspinall. The I think he's yeah, he's second biggest favorite in the card behind Jack Shore, minus 250, plus 210 for Spivak. You like Aspinall, or do you think Spivak can pull it off? I like Aspinall, man, but this is this can be a dangerous fight, man. I mean, Sergey Spivak. I remember when he came in the UFC and he got absolutely destroyed by Walt Harris within one minute. I was like, hmm, doesn't look good, you know. And uh, since that, I know he lost to Tibura, but he won four other fights. He looked really good against Jared Vandere, and uh, mm -hmm. he won against Olenik last time out. Uh, if you look at Aspinall, Aspinall has looked phenomenal so far in the UFC, in my opinion, man. He uh, defeated Jay Collier. Uh, he defeated Alan Bordeaux. But his, be his best win is against Andre Arlovsky, a rear naked choke win in the second round. Really big win for him, I think, in the UFC to against a really established name, a former champion. Um, and against Arlovsky, who was on a very good streak uh, again <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this later MMA days, you know? So... Um, now fighting Spivak. Spivak is a short notice fight for Spivak also. Um, the thing is, I expect to, it to be in the first round very competitive. But I think at a certain moment, I think Aspinall is going to take over and he uh, stops uh, Spivak in the second round via, via TKO. Yeah, Spivak's it's obviously looked better lately, but I, I still don't – I'm still not completely sold on him. Like, he struggled mm -hmm. against Olenek, man, uh, in that first round. Really struggled. Olenek's, like, ancient. He's, like, 45 years old, and he's struggled in that fight, guys. Like – yeah, he won the decision, but again, losing a round to that guy, that is that is rough, I think, at this point in his career. And the guys he beat, yeah, he beat them, like Felipe and Vendera, he got them down and stuff, but Tom Aspinall is like a much better grappler. 
He's a black belt, I think, in the ground. And, and we saw it against Orlowski. The fact he got submission in that fight was extremely impressive. And we saw the knockout power of the fights before that. I'm going with Tom. I have Tom Aspel all the way in this fight, Marcel. I love him in this fight. Um, I believe in this guy. I'm not going to bet against him for a while. He won't be. This won't be the fight I'm betting against Tom Aspel. And I'm taking Tom Aspel. I think he finishes Sergey Spivak, man. Spivak, he got finished by Walt Harris. Wasn't uh, it was pretty fast. And I think Aspel could do the same thing. If not, I still think. The guy's cardio could hold up and he could grind it out too. But again, you know, Spivak's a big dude. He's got some wrestling. So if it goes to like the late third round or something, who knows? But I think Aspinall will get get him uh, out of there faster than that, I think. Give me Tom Aspinall. All right. Come, uh, sorry, the main event of the evening, right? Derek Brunson against Derek Till. Very interesting fight. Minus 175, Darren Till, plus 155, Derek Brunson. And let me get this comment from Daniel said uh, in the last fight. He says, Aspinall knock on the feet. So he likes him too as, as well. Um, let's talk about this main event, Marcel. Derek Brunson, Darren Till. Like I said, slight favorite for Till here for Brunson's the underdog. What do you think is going to happen in this one, man? Very interesting fight. I think the winner, you know, probably one win away from the title shot, I would guess. So what do you think is going to happen in this one? Absolute headache fight to predict, in my opinion. Um, if you look at Darren Till, we know what he wants. He wants to knock your head off. That's what Darren Till wants. That's what he's looking for. Um, last four fights, three losses, uh, for the title against Tyron Woodley, we all saw that against Masvidal, that knockout. Then he won a split decision over Calvin Gaston, which should have been unanimous in my opinion. And then he lost to Whitaker. And in and, and a fun fight, you know, but he lost. If you look at Derek Brunson, Derek Brunson is, uh, is, on, is on a nice streak since losing to Israel Adesanya, man. Four wins. Uh, very solid win against Kevin Holland, exactly the way we expected. Uh, then at Shabazian. I thought Atman was going to win, but that was before I knew about Atman's cardio issues and Atman uh-huh. didn't, couldn't get, let it go after one and a half round and uh, it was a completely Brunson's fight. Um, the thing here is, if it was a three-rounder, I would be fully over Brunson. I think uh, he would he would get a decision easily, taking Till down, holding him down probably. Five-rounder, much more difficult. Uh, I think Till has good cardio as well. Uh, Brunson will try to get it to the ground. Till will try to knock his head off. It's going to be either a late a late stoppage for Darren Till or a decision win for Derek Brunson here. But I'm going with my gut feeling. I think Brunson's going to pull it off. I think Brunson wins this fight. Decision. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm, this is a tough one. I mean, I've been going back and forth on this one all day, uh, all weekend. Like, I've been thinking about it a lot. It's a tough fight to call, I think. Both guys yeah. have ways to win. There's no doubt about it. Brunson's a way better grappler. I mean, we all know that. He's a really good grappler. And we saw in the last couple of fights, he's able to take guys down, hold them there for even five rounds. That's, that's hard to do um till i think you know the one thing i was watching back because i was watching someone's fights back like is he a good grappler he is a good grappler you know darren till is a good grappler too um till has good takedown defense and i think underrated takedowns at times but he doesn't want to do that he wants to stay in trade you know on the feet he's a little too patient for me at times you know like that fight with wonder boy which i thought he probably lost i mean that's the thing like i think he's really on a one and four skid right now like i'm looking at his record mark so that's the truth you know what i mean but he's only been losing to like really elite guys like Whitaker, Woodley, et cetera. Like he's been losing to the top of the food chain. And he went five rounds with Whitaker, almost won that fight super close, beats Kelvin. Like, you know, I think he looked, he's a pretty, even though he's not um, as big as, as I'd like for him to be at middleweight, he's still a decent sized middleweight. It's not like he's small. Um, Brunson, he's at Sanford. I love, you guys know I love that. He could win this fight. I think I'm with you, Marcel. Three rounds, I'd feel better, bro, Brunson, but five. I don't know. I mean, Till's been five rounds. He's been able to keep the fight standing for for those rounds and win win decision. I also think that we're just kind of forgetting Brunson's very chinny. Um, he's been knocked out a lot in his career. Uh, Darren Till's not like a massive power puncher, but he's pretty accurate with the shots. And I think 
this could be the fight where Brunson gets KO'd again. So it's a it's definitely a close fight, but I'm leaning towards Till a little bit, Marcel. I gotta be honest with you. I'm leaning a little towards Till. And this is after a lot of thought. It's not like I just I just flipped a coin. I thought about this fight a lot, but I'm leaning a little towards Till just because he is only 20, 28 years old. Brunson's 37. That's a big age gap, guys. And I think that Till, he's more in his prime right now. Brunson's looked amazing, don't get me wrong, but he was hittable against Kevin Holland on the feet when those fight when the fight was on the exchanges on the feet. So I, I don't know. I think he could get caught again in this fight. We'll see. It should be a great fight, though. And Brunson definitely has a path to victory with the, with the West. Yeah. I have to ask you, man, because I hear that from a lot of Americans, and I know you're Canadian, but you're all the same, man. For your, Europe is also all the same for you guys, so you're all the same. I'm just kidding. But you all say, like, Darren Till lost to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and I really want to know why you guys think he lost to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, because I don't agree with that at all. You know, I mean, I think... like, I thought he I thought he just got edged out on points. It was a close fight, but I'm not alone, Mark. So, I mean, I looked at NBA decisions. No, you're today. not alone. Many people think. I want to look at the. Let me look at it again. Um, if you look at any decisions for that fight, which again, competitive fight, I'm gonna. I'll put it on the screen right now. I mean, it's yeah. it's on. Honestly, Marcel, it's it's you're in the minority in this one. I mean, this was not. I don't think it was that close of a fight, personally. I thought. I think I thought till uh, Thompson won four rounds. Like, look, I, I'm actually not on this right now, but you, like you see it, guys. It's all Thompson. Yeah, three tills. Yeah, three of the judges uh, gave it to till. Uh, also, I'm if you look at the fans, the fans had. Only um, 23% of the fans had Till winning that fight. So it's kind of unanimous. I, and how many people? Over 1,000 people voted to you guys. So it's not like it's I got to be really honest, man. Sometimes I really have the feeling like if it's an it's an American guy against against a, a European. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Americans I, I, really found to. I don't yeah, you know. Yeah, you're not. No, no, yeah. I know. But also with the Holly Holm, Jermaine Durand and me fight, man. People I mean, that like, fight was complete oh, BS. Yeah, I mean, and the late punches I, after the bell. I mean, that was an awful, the, the awful late one. punches, but let's be, yeah. let's be honest. Durand and me won three rounds in that fight. I, yeah. I still don't know how people say she didn't, you know. No, and, she she should have had a point deducted. I think it should yeah, be a 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100
Which one? Uh, Thompson and Wonderboy. Yeah, that fight was terrible. It was a, not a good fight. I agree with him. No, it wasn't. I don't like Till title shots. Go fight Kander. I'm with that, too. As good as like, Till versus Wayford. I agree with this, too. That's the other thing. If you watch the fight, Woodley looked fucking terrible in the fight. Did not land one single strike. Got choked out. Got dropped, choked out. That was Woodley at his best, though, guys. That Woodley beat Wonderboy. I mean, that Woodley was aggressive. That's the one. That's the Woodley that used to throw strikes. Now he doesn't want to throw his hands more, so I don't know what happened to him. So... Yeah, it's, it's a close fight, guys, honestly. But I'm leaning a little bit towards Darren Till. Let's talk about Dana White's contender series. We've only got like a few minutes left, but we'll, we'll give our thoughts on these fights, guys. Um, these best fight odds, obviously. Give me your thoughts. I, I know Marcel, obviously. We don't know. Let's be honest, guys. We don't know these guys as well as the other guys in the UFC card. Some of these guys we've seen fight um, on contender series before. Some of them are pretty good prospects. Some of them fought UFC caliber competition, but they're mostly new for the rest of us. But I am going to watch it tonight. I love contender series. And I do think they're going to sign a couple of these guys because there's some good prospects on this card. So let's start with this one. Azamat Mirzakhanov against Matthias Scheffel. Mirzakhanov minus 45, Scheffel plus 385. So massive favorite here in Mirzakhanov. You think he wins, Marcel? Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm really yeah. high on Mirzakhanov. He's, uh, he was also a champion at Brave, open weight uh, champion. Hasn't fought since 2019. I think he was, he was signed with the UFC at a certain moment, but... Uh, then he got uh, he got into USADA or something, a two-year ban or whatever, and they, they dropped him. I think he was supposed to fight somebody. I can't remember. I think it was in 2017. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a solid fighter, man. He's yeah. good. And uh, if you look at he also got a win over Andre Muniz. Yeah, by knockout. Uh, by knockout, yeah. <laughs> and he also so, beat uh, Gudo Innocente, who used to fight yeah. in the well, He has some good wins. He has a lot of experience. The guy, and there's a reason he's minus 500, guys, basically. Um you know, and Scheffel, Marcel, look he at his from light heavyweight. Marcel, he has four knockout losses, including a knockout loss to Rodney Wallace, who was in the UFC, wasn't good. Also lost to Clint Debris in the UFC. Also <clears> knocked, <throat> knocked out by John Allen. I'm actually really wondering why he even got a shot. I mean, did someone get injured or something? Because, like, to me, there's not much special. This, was from the start. this one was from the start. Uh, he's won six of his last seven, to be fair to him, but this is and a guy who's been knocked out so many times. He also comes from 205, right? So yeah. RS is at 205. This one this is, is at, let me double check, it's at 205, yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Marzakhanov dropping weight from 265. Yeah, yeah. I think Marzakhanov wins. I think he probably knocks me him too. out, I would say. Yeah. In a small cage, too, I think he knocks him out. Um, the next fight, Diego Lopez and Joe Anderson, Brito. Very interesting fight. Minus 110 awesome each. Fight. Yeah, this is a great fight. And again, guys, I, I, a lot of people obviously aren't going to be familiar with this fighter. Let's start with Diego Lopez. He has a lot of experience for guys only 26. He's fought... Um, Ronnie Jason beat him, former UFC fighter. Marco Beltran, former UFC fighter. And Maceo Fulton, former UFC fighter. So that's some good experience, Marcel. It's guys who were in the UFC for a while. Um, he's coming in here, I believe, on short notice against Joannis Brito, a guy who's also um, on a nice win streak here. He's on like a nine-fight win streak, coming in from LFA. Ah, oh, man. You know, he was fight he was supposed to fight some guy named uh, Hussein Ashkabov, who is 23-0. And that was kind of like leading the lamb to the slaughter. He was probably going to get destroyed in that fight. But he could win this fight. I'm going to lean towards Lopez, though, because I, I think that win streak is pretty impressive, Marcel. i got to be honest. Like, the Lux Fight League is a small league in, in Mexico. It's not a bad league at all. And the, the wins are, are decent. So I'm leaning towards him. It's, it's a close fight, but I would lean towards that guy. What do you think? Um, yeah, uh, I feel like it's it's a very close fight, man. It's a really uh, – I'm really looking forward to it. Um <clears throat> Man, for some reason, man, I think Diego Lopez can win this fight, man. Don't get me wrong. I think Diego Lopez is really good. I really like to do it. He is, uh, he's a champion at the Lux fight, uh, that, that, that organization. And um, 
I got a feeling he can win this fight. But it, it's this is the fight I have my eyes on, man. This is the fight I'm really looking forward to. This is the best fight on the card, in my opinion. And it's funny that it came together like one week ago. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the, this is the best fight on the card, guys. Really, the co-main event of this this uh, this card. Check it out. Yeah, and Sky is asking, "Hey, what's up, man?" He's asking Theodore, Captain Danny, uh, Ilias Boulade. You know who that is? Yeah, definitely. He's fought a Bellator. Okay, is he? What's what's the news there? He's he's a Dutch Moroccan guy. Um, he's training at SBG often in Ireland. Okay. He's two and zero right now, and uh, he's he's prospect man. He's coming there through boxing. He was a double infusion champion. Fair enough. Okay, two fights left. Victor Altamiro against Carlos Candelero at one twenty five. Very interesting fight because Carlos was on Contender Series in twenty seventeen. He won his fight. Dana said we're not signing you because he won a decision. Took four years off. Just came back two weeks ago. Won his fight in CES. Now he's coming here on short notes against Altamiriano, uh, who uh, is an LFA veteran who's a uh, slight favorite in this fight, minus 140, plus 120 for Candelario. But, I mean, this is an interesting fight. What do you think, man? Yeah, man, Carlos Candelario, or better known as one of the guys who got ranked in the UFC flyweight division without, be without being in the UFC. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he looked good against Ronaldo Candido back then. That wasn't the first contender series ever, I think, the first season. Um Went against Restrepo, uh, very, very uh, recent, I think earlier this month, actually. Uh, he was also a short notice replacement. Altamirano was supposed to fight Vinicius Salvador, I think. Um, Altamirano, he, he got a nice win over Nate Smith, man, in the, the, in the LFA, where we won the flyweight championship. Um, this will also be a fun fight, man. I, I slightly lean towards Candelario, but there you go. I mean, Altamirano can win this fight as well. It's it's also a very fun fight. Yeah, I know. I think it's interesting. I just th that four year layoff is really interesting. Like, what was he doing that whole time? Right, he came back and won mm -hmm. recently. I think he can win. I'm gonna lean. I guess I'd lean towards the favorite just slightly, uh, Altamirano. But very very competitive fight. It should be a good one. And I would because it's a flyweight fight. They need flyweights. The winner probably gets signed to the UFC. Um, the last fight, AJ Fletcher, a training partner of Dustin Poirier, apparently. Uh, Leonardo. He's taking on Leonardo Damiani. This is the last fight to talk about Marcellus Dews quickly. Minus one fifty five for Fletcher. Plus 135 for Damiani. I know that our boy Al Zalino is going to be pissed at us because we're picking AJ Fletcher. At least I am. Who are you going to pick in this one? I think I think AJ Fletcher wins. Yeah, me too. But I hope Leonardo wins because he's going to wax his chest if Leonardo Damiani <laughs> wins and he's uh, he's going to get a contract. So let Damiani wins and uh, Al going to wax his uh, his chest and he's going to yeah. make a video. And if he loses, then Al has to get before. the tattoo saying "I love AJ Fletcher." Right? That's what he's yeah. going to or, or just I uh, I I love Adam Martin and Mark. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, Marcel. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that, anyways, I think that's going to be it for today's show, though, guys. We're, we're at five o'clock. So, really appreciate you guys tuning in today, man. It was a lot of fun, Marcel. I'm looking forward to this card, Marcel. And I'm looking forward Me to too. the tenor series, guys. So that's tonight. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Hope you learned something as well. Marcel, plug your stuff. We'll get out of here, man. Big Marcel24 on Twitter and Instagram and MMADNA.nl on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here you go. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MMADMartin. Podcast is on MMADMartin.com. It's on our YouTube iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all those places. We want to give a shout out to those listeners as well. Um, the people who can't catch the live the live stream, what's going on, guys? Uh, but try to catch the live stream because it's, it's it's so much fun in the chat. I love doing it with you guys. Um, other places I'm at, bjpen.com, miamindews.com, uh, Fantasy Fanatics. Like I said, I got the Pimblet article, Prospect Profile coming out um, this week. Uh, also, Spectation Sports, that, that smaller uh, website right before we do the regional team stuff. I interviewed a, a couple fighters from the card today coming up, so that should be interesting. Again, it's regional scene stuff. Most people want to cover it. I find it fascinating because, again, Marcel, where do the guys who go to the UFC come from? They come from the regional scene. So everyone starts somewhere in the sport, and you might laugh at some of these guys sometimes, but the, the next day you know they're in the UFC one day. So it's, it's pretty crazy. 
Anyways, guys, have a great day. We'll be back on Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern to recap what happened this week in MA. Peace.